This is an IELTS Energy podcast episode. Five words that don't sound confident. Welcome to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Learn about five words to not use in writing on IELTS and in business emails. And learn about the brand new Business English podcast from All Ears English. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Aubrey, um, we're not usually here today on IELTS, but we thought it was very important to tell our students something. What is our big announcement? Yes, guys, we have a new podcast for business English. So if you work in English or are planning to in the future, you definitely want to check this out. And uh, to encourage you guys to check out the Business English podcast from All Ears English, we want to bring you uh, one of their episodes about Business English. Guys, in this episode, you're going to learn five words to not use in business emails. But the reason I think this is important for IELTS students is some of these words just sound weak, right? Like they don't sound confident. And that means you shouldn't use them in writing task two either. Yes, exactly right. Words that sound weak are usually like band five or lower. And impressive words often sound stronger, right? So in writing task two, you must share a strong opinion. And if you're using weak words, it comes across as a weak opinion and you're just not going to get the score you need. Exactly, guys. Uh, so let's listen in as Michelle and Lindsay teach us about Better vocabulary for business English emails. Hey, Michelle, what's going on? Hello, Lindsay. Not too much. Not too much. How are you? Good. Today, I want to talk, Michelle, a little bit about this interesting article that you found. <laughs> uh, were you just surfing around the web or did you find this article on Facebook? I found it on Facebook. Okay, on Facebook. So the article is five common words that make you sound less confident in emails. And, you know, we know that a big part of connection, which is what we believe in here at All Ears English, is confidence, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we can really connect with people. So we have to let out that confident vibe. And I think our listeners often ask us, how to do that, not just in speaking, but also in emails. Right. But what we're the five words that we're going to talk about today, actually, I believe that they serve the same, they create the same problems in speaking that they do in an email. They make you sound less confident. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So I think that we should go through them. Yeah, this article, it's really interesting. It's by Lily Herman. 
and mm-hmm. it's on themuse.com if you want to check it okay. out. So the, yeah. The muse. yeah. Anyway, we'll try to we'll try to post a link to the article in the show notes of this episode, allearsenglish.com slash three what's this episode, Michelle? Three thirty oh three forty, I believe. <laughs> Sorry, 341. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> let's go through them, Michelle. So what are they? What are the words? And then we'll talk about whether we agree or not. What's the first word that makes you sound less confident in an email? The first word is just. Yeah. And we've, well, let's go back to it after. Let's just okay. read number two. Number two is hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Number, number, number three? three is actually. Good. And number four is kind of. And number five is sorry. Yeah. All of these words are kind of, I don't know, Michelle, what do these words have in common in your mind? They kind of, I just said kind of, um, <laughs> they, they take away from what you're saying. They, they're yeah. indirect. Yeah. They're kind of unnecessary, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. And I just said kind of true. again, too. <laughs> They're unnecessary. They take away from what you're saying. They do make you sound less direct, but they're not they're not really adding any value right. to what you're saying. Right. You know? And to start off, I mean, this word just, uh, we've touched on this a couple of times, Michelle, when we talked about gender, uh, the different genders, and we talked about how women tend to use this more, or I find myself, you, I, I find myself going to Starbucks and I'll order a coffee. I'll walk up and I'll say, oh, I'll just have a tall, dark, you know, dark roast. Just, mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Why do I say just? Yeah, it's so interesting. And, you know, we've actually even talked about, you know, using wanted, right? I just wanted. And, but it's interesting, you know, because we use it all the time, but I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, you know, for example, if we, if we start the email, what they warn against in this article is starting emails with things like this, just checking in, or I just wanted to ask a question. I just wanted to drop a message, you know, things like that kind of, they take away from, they do make you sound less confident. And I've had times when I've been texting someone that I'm dating, for example, and I, I'm about to write, oh, I just wanted to say hi. And I think, no, 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 I don't, I shouldn't say just because it makes me sound less confident. Right, right. So really, you should just say hi. (laughs) Right. Just say hi. Be more direct. Be, and it's also just simpler to say hi. Hello. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, and and I never thought about this before. Um, and, but it's just, it's just, it's so true. And I, I think that we need to work on sounding much more confident. And I totally agree with you, Lindsay, that this is not just for emails. Yeah. And, and so just, to, oh my gosh, I just did it again. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so to reiterate, when you say, I'm just checking in, I just wanted to ask you a question. You're making it sound like you're not as important. You're not an important person. Like you're, you, you're not important. You know, you're kind of making it sound like you're bothering someone right, almost or right. you believe that. Okay? Kind of like you're like tapping on their shoulder, but like with this really hesitant face, you know? Right. I'm sorry to bother you. Yeah. Right. Please, you have a moment for me. I'm only a poor, <laughs> I'm a poor pauper or something like that, right? Yeah. Ah, I like that. You you're deserve such an actress, the attention. Michelle. <laughs> you're an actress at heart. I think. <laughs> but okay, let's go on to the next one. So the next one was hopefully. Now, what's yeah. the problem with this? Um, so yeah, you, you, why are you hopeful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you should expect things, right? You deserve it. 
Yeah, yeah. So in the article, she says, if you're telling someone that you'll hopefully get something done, right? So for example, if you say, hopefully I'll have this done by Tuesday, if you say that in a business email, um, you are, you're kind of saying that as, as the person who wrote this article suggested, you're kind of saying that you don't have any control over what happens. Almost like we can't count on you. We can't rely on you. So instead of saying, hopefully this will be done by Friday, just say this will be done by Friday. Right, right. And that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, be like expect it. Like this is like you're confident in it, right? As this person says, uh, apparently the, the author's uh, mentor said, oh, you shouldn't have to be hopeful for anything, right? Mm. <laughs> you should Absolutely. know, right? You should be confident. So you, yeah. you c- people can expect it and re- can rely on you. Yeah. If you are taking your IELTS exam this summer, but you don't know where to start, you can get started with our seven steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. It's a one page PDF download that's free for you and will show you exactly what to do to get on your way to your seven. Go to allearsenglish.com slash seven. That's allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. See you there. Now, these are such subtle nuances in our speech that, um, you know, even as native speakers, we need to pay attention to this. You know, this is something that I want to start paying more attention to. I think I commit these errors sometimes. Um, but, you know, our listeners, as our listeners want to push up to that advanced level, it's really interesting for you guys to start to look at this and notice when native speakers are using these and decide whether or not you want to put this into your speech patterns or whether from the beginning you want to leave them out. Right, right. Exactly. So mm. the third one is actually, actually, um, what, what's, what's prob- the problem here? You know, I feel like this has become a filler word almost. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I use it on this show a lot. So I, I feel like I, I, I don't have the right to even say we shouldn't use it, but it is kind of annoying. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we just, we say it all the time, right? What, when do you say actually? Um, to, uh, it's a good question. Um, when do I say actually? I know that I say that all the time. Um, I, mm-hmm. I actually, I, can... I, I actually think that we should do this, right? Why can't I just say, oh, I think that we should do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, again, it makes you sound less confident. My, my web guy, my web developer uses this word actually all the time in emails and it makes him sound as a man, it makes him sound less confident, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially less confident as a man when he uses this. So guys, just try to avoid it. Don't put it in if it's not needed. Just say what you want to say. Right, exactly. So yeah, you can always go through. I, you know, try and edit a lot of my emails before I send them out. And now I'm going to go through and delete some of these words. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Number four, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. That's really, you're just, you're, you're backing off from what you really want to say. You're kind of, kind of, ha ha ha. You're going halfway. <laughs> As this article right. says, the article says you're not totally committing or have not no committing. idea what's going on. That's from the article. Right. right. If you say, for example, um, I kind of feel like we should change the theme of this episode, right? What do you feel? Do you think we should change it or not? It's too wishy-washy. It's right. too vague. Right, right, wishy-washy. right. Wishy-washy. That's a good word, Michelle. Wishy-washy. Yeah, I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, commit, commit, right? And, you know, even if you aren't, there's a phrase, uh, fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What does that mean? It means 
even if you're not feeling 100% about something or you don't feel completely confident, if you act confident, people will believe you're confident and eventually you're going to get there. That's right. Yep. You got it. So <laughs> try to avoid this if you can. Number five is sorry. Sorry. Using sorry. Ooh, what's wrong with this? You don't need to apologize for things okay. that you don't need to apologize for. Yeah. Now, this is sticky. This is a really sticky situation because last year uh, we did an episode when my former co-host was on the show. Um, she had a very strong belief that we say sorry too often. Mm. And then we had a response from uh, one of our listeners, from my student um, from Brazil. She got quite upset because she was uh, worried that this uh, we were giving people the impression that we don't need to be polite. I, I do believe... It's very important to be polite and to be kind of, you know, in integrity, right? Of course, when you've done something wrong, it's good to apologize. But this is different, right? This is kind of when you don't need to apologize for something. Right, exactly. Just to feel like it, people just throw it in wherever, right? And you yeah. don't, some things aren't so serious that you need to apologize for them. You need to do the right thing, but don't feel the need to always apologize. This makes me think of, um, in England, you know, they, that's kind of becomes a slang. When I was in London in January, you know, everybody, sorry, sorry, sorry for everything. And that's really just, oh. that's a, a part of their culture. And I actually, I feel, I feel like I fit right in because I think I apologize a lot, <laughs> but uh, I so, shouldn't. Yeah, I, it's very cultural. And, um, here I think we do it a lot too, but especially when it comes to something with business, um, mm. I think you might sound a little bit, you know, weak, right? Weak. Week. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the example that she uses in this article is when you're trying to arrange a time and someone suggests Monday and in the email you write back and you say, sorry, I can't do Monday. Does Tuesday work? Right. Why say sorry? Just say I can't do Monday. Does Tuesday work? Right. right? So that's the kind of thing where you really don't need to say sorry in that case. Just say that you're not available on Monday. Right. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing is? I'm reading these and I'm thinking, well, if somebody just wrote to me, I can't do Monday, does Tuesday work? I, I might feel that they're being a little bit abrupt. Yeah. No, that's true. It's tricky. I mean, people need to get to know you also beyond your emails, right? So the idea, the point of an email is hopefully not just to email with someone forever. Hopefully we want to eventually have a meeting with them, meet them somehow and know them as a person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that these words make us feel a little bit weak. I mean, I basically agree with the article. Do you agree with the article, basically, Michelle? I do agree with the article very much so. I, I would say that the the number five was the one that made me think just for a second because I'm thinking about being on the receiving end of these emails. And, yeah. and you know, sometimes an email... I, even if the person doesn't mean to sound a certain way, they sometimes can. And and yeah. I'm the type of person, and I think we could talk about this more another time, about who I love exclamation points. Like, <sighs> And I may have even mentioned this before, but I love mm -hmm. them. And I find if somebody writes with exclamation points, I feel like they're very friendly. And really, it's just somebody just pressed shift one, and it, has, it says nothing about them necessarily, right? Right, and, right. You know, so... Sometimes people, it depends on the person, right? Um, sometimes yeah. someone might think you're being a little bit abrupt, but they're, they're also going to think that you're confident. And really, so if that's what you're going for, and you should be, of course, then go for it. 
Mm, totally. And a part of connecting with people is understanding how they might feel. So a more advanced right. tactic would be if I'm emailing you or emailing someone else that I know might take something more personally, I might change my language depending on who I'm emailing, right? We do that in, in language, spoken language all the time. Right. But today we just want to just throw these out there. So let us know what you guys think. You know, come on back to allearsenglish.com slash 341. Mm-hmm. And let us know if you agree or disagree. And what about in your culture? Mm. You know, the translations of these words, do you use them in, in your spoken language or in your emails? And do they make you feel seem kind of weak? Or do you have similar words that are redundant? They're not necessary and they make you appear less confident. So let's yeah. hear what you guys to have to say. Come on back to our website. Michelle, any final thoughts, any final tips or tricks here? <laughs> uh, be strong, be confident, be beautiful. <laughs> All right. Let's end on that. Thanks, Michelle, okay, for hanging have out. a nice day, Lindsay. See you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. That is super useful if you guys are already working in English, right? Um, your emails have to be simple and direct and clear and strong, right? All of the things they teach you in that episode. But there are also a couple words in there that we shouldn't use in task two either. What are those two words? Yes, kind of and just. Those are very weak, right? This is not the way you share a strong, clear opinion on IELTS. So definitely keep that in mind. But I'm so excited for you guys to check out this podcast for multiple reasons. First of all, if you're ever going to work in business or if you work in business now, but there's so much great vocab for IELTS writing, IELTS speaking on this podcast episode. It's all has a global business um slant, I guess we would say, but that can be very useful on IELTS. Yeah, for sure. So guys, remember wherever you are uh, listening to us now or wherever you listen to your podcasts, search for All Ears English in the search bar and look for the Business English Podcast. Remember guys, every episode in there is especially for global professionals as you will be after IELTS. So don't forget to search for that and we'll see you in the next IELTS Energy episode. Awesome. We'll see you guys there. Bye, Bye, Jessica. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.